0: Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the Car. My name is Parker Zerbo. Today I want to continue our conversation on aesthetics or beauty. But I want to take a more practical turn some may consider this also a political term. And I want to talk about the state of the church today, the Catholic church as it regards beauty. And unfortunately, I think this this podcast will hover around the questions of beauty in the liturgy. And I say unfortunately because I do truly think that the problems the Catholic Church has today in their liturgical worship should have and could have been avoided. A few months back I read through uh, the first document that was promulgated by the Second Vatican Council and it is the Constitution on the Liturgy which is named Sacrosanctum Concilium, meaning uh, basically this holy council. So usually the title of an ecclesiastical document is uh, the first words of that document. So Sacrosanctum Concilium, meaning uh, this sacred council. And they go on in that document to talk about the liturgy and the reforms that they're uh, hoping to achieve. They talk about things like, um, you know, allowance for the use of the vernacular, although they do stress very clearly that Latin should be retained uh, as the main language of the liturgy. They stress things like, in liturgical music, Gregorian chant should be given pride of place, should have the first place. And second to that would be the more Baroque styles of polyphony, and things of that nature, and uh, that the the organ, if, if musical instruments are to be used during the liturgy, the organ should have pride of place. Now, as many of you may well know, these two main points in particular have really fallen by the wayside in the modern church. And this really is a disobedience to the council. Now, most of these things, uh, most of these liturgical changes, actually all of these liturgical changes, were not promulgated by the council itself. They were promulgated by a commission headed up by uh, I believe he was a cardinal, maybe an archbishop named Anibal Bunini. Um, and this was he. This commission was created by Pope Paul VI, um, who is is now canonized. But just because he's canonized doesn't mean he didn't do things wrong uh, in on prudential matters and things of that nature. I'm not accusing him of sin. I'm not accusing him of any moral defects. I am accusing. Uh, him, or or at least certainly those those under his uh, his watch of prudential defects, uh, and these things culminated in what we now know as the Novus Novus Ordo Mise, the new order of the mass. Now there are many people who will claim that these debates about the liturgy, and, and they are very hot debates. They are often highly emotional debates, um, because people have uh, have emotional connections to the liturgy. And, that, and that's good. We should have emotional connections to the liturgy with which we worship. That is part of being a human being. We're body soul composites. Uh, part of our physical nature is having emotional connections to things. Now we have to make sure that those emotional connections do not uh, do not overrun our reason, but uh, they are good nonetheless of themselves. What we do with them, on the other hand, and whether they're in accord with right reason. Is another matter. Anyway, and and just to throw this out there, I am not a traditionalist. I I do not attend the Latin Mass regularly. Um, I attend a Novus Ordo Mass regularly. Um, occasionally, I will I will attend a Byzantine Rite Mass. Kind of, it's kind of my my refuge, um, and 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 that's sad to say, that the main form of the Roman rite makes a lot of people, myself included, it makes us cringe. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that the rite itself makes me cringe. There, It's, it's certain ways in which the rite is, is practiced or said. Uh, the music that goes along with it oftentimes makes me cringe. very much so And I, I hope maybe to get into this during this podcast, maybe another one on on why that is and, and, and a theory behind why the church has said in her official documents that music should be of um, the type of Gregorian chant, polyphony, uh you know, and an and organ based music and not something like pop music or guitar or uh drum sets or you know, whatever it may be. And it's not just the instruments, it's the the type of music that's being played and the way in which it's which is being played, okay. I'll I'll talk about that more in a future episode because I I also I haven't worked it all out yet. Um, I've been trying to talk with some people that I know who are are uh, very musically inclined and also very musically educated, um, and trying to parcel these things out because I'm musically inclined, but and I have a basic understanding of things like music theory, but not in an in-depth sense. In order to to really um, To really be able to comment on this stuff yet. I just have a sense of it. uh, And I'm trying to figure out why I have this sense. Because I think it is rooted in something. If I were to set out. um, Three desires. For. Changes I could see. In the Novus Ordo. Liturgy. Within the next 10-20 years. It would be. Um. I think they would be in this order it would be first off changes in music Uh, getting to a much more reverent traditional uh, hymnody Uh, getting to a much more reverent and traditional type of music uh, that stresses uh, the type of tones that are in Gregorian chant or polyphony, Baroque polyphony things of that nature Um, and gets rid of All modern types of tones. And I mean modern not in the sense of time, but modern in the sense of genre, okay? Also, anything that is sing-songy, if you know what I mean, um, that, in my opinion, should not be part of the liturgy. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like I said, why these things are not just opinions of mine. I think they are rooted in something, uh, because beauty is real, as I've talked about. Beauty is real. It is something that can be stri- striven towards. Uh, it has things that make it up. Uh, there are parts of something that, when they're all there, that thing is beautiful. Whether it's something to look at, like visual art, or audit- auditorial, uh- Auditory, auditory art. Um, so first would be music. Uh, second, would be a changing, a changing of the position of the uh, celebrant to an ad orientum position. Now, I've had multiple conversations with people on both sides of this issue, and I am convinced. Uh, That there really is no precedent for a versus populum uh, stance. So, a stance of where the people are facing the priest and the priest is facing the people. I do not think that there is any evidence in history of this. Now, people will retort. They will say, well, what about all the the churches in Italy and, and more ancient churches, like in Spain and things too, where they were... They were government buildings before, of the Roman Empire, and an altar wasn't built against the wall, so they do have a freestanding altar, and these buildings were not built facing the east because the church inherited them. She did not build them. So they were facing whatever direction they were facing. Well, uh, from what I understand, if, and, and it is true, facing east, ad orientem literally was the position that would be given and and that that was the priority it wasn't it wasn't that everybody it wasn't that the priest faces with his back to the people and the people face the priest back it wasn't wasn't that wasn't the main priority but it was the priority that everyone stand in the same direction towards the east so if a church was not um, if a church was not facing an, an, an easterly direction what would happen is is the priest would face east say, so let's say the, the the front doors of the church where everybody walks in is facing east so the, the priest would be in a position that would be ad orientum he would also be in a position that we today would think of as versus populum but the difference is that the people would also face in the same direction as the priest. So basically, it'd be like, um, you know, like the Charlton Heston movies, uh, when uh, the one about Moses, the Exodus, where they're in the, he's in the galley of the ship, and, and there's the guy in the back and he's drumming, you know, to the beat, and they're all rowing at the same time. It would be like that, where the priest is like the guy giving the beat, and everybody is facing the same way. Um, he's in the back, though. So the priest is facing the people's back. The people have their back to the priest. So the people don't even see anything at that point. the 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 people um, the people are facing what what we would consider the front doors of the church. They're not even facing the altar. And also, you had things like rude screens and. Um, all this kind of stuff that that developed quite early on like in the third or fourth century uh, well fourth or fifth centuries um these things developed uh which which really blocked the people from even seeing what was going on and they did this to um kind of be like the 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 shroud the shroud in the temple that was torn um, they did this to Im- so it would image the holy of holies and then, lastly, lastly, I would. Um, I'm I'm not the kind of person that would say we have to go back to all Latin. Would I be disappointed if we did? No, I'd be I'd be quite happy if we went back to all Latin. I, I have always wanted to uh, go to a Ordo mass in Latin. I've never gotten the opportunity. Quite rare, um, but there's no reason you can't say them anyway. Um, yeah. So those would be my three principles for The next 10 to 20 years for the GA, I would say. First, we need to reform the music. Second, we need to reform the stance of the president. Um, and, and likewise, this will help the stance physically and spiritually people well, because I, I can get into this more later. Because the stance of the president is incredibly important for the worship. It is incredibly, um, basically, because otherwise, if you do a versus populum like we do today, um, it becomes like an internal, uh, like a feedback loop on the spirit, what happened. Anyway, um, and then last, the third thing would be. Again, gain, uh, and Greek for that one.